pesticides with hemp, but I think it's great. And I think you should take that mantra and pass it on to every single thing you put in your body. Because if you don't know what's on that plant or on that apple, then chances are there could be a whole bunch of heavy metals and a whole bunch of pesticides and a whole bunch of toxins that you just don't want. So I would encourage you as you're looking for that organic COA for the cannabis products that you consume, that you do that with the food that you eat. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant with so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. Well, today we have our co-host Dan the Man Humiston and my mom Janet Benton Gaylord. The guitar is even swinging by. And we're going to talk about the most common questions that we get on a daily basis about CBD and hemp and cannabis. There is just so much confusion. And there's a lot of information out there, and some of it's accurate and some of it's not. So we're going to answer the most common questions that we get, and uh, we'll start it off with, can you get high from CBD? Anybody want to take a stab at that one? I'm always eager to talk. (laughs) Um, And Justin is right, when we first started uh, the company, the major question I constantly got from everybody was trying to explain to them the difference between the marijuana plant with a higher THC levels and then the hemp plant with the lower THC levels. And now that's not, I rarely ever, in fact, just hear that. Um, and so the big question, especially if you're, like, you're older or if you have a job where you get tested or if you have children, uh, there I say, like, can I get high from this? And then some people are actually looking to get high, so I say no. Um, But again, too, just keep in mind that the federal law for CBD is less than 0.3, so less than three-tenths of a percent can be THC levels, and you have to have like third-party testing to show that. So realistically, you simply cannot get high. Uh, If you go by at a dispensary where you're focused on the THC or marijuana aspect of it, it can have up to 20, 30% THC. And so compare that to three tenths of 1%. I would say, unless you are drinking a whole bottle at a time, even then you wouldn't get much. Uh, So my general answer is no. I always clarify too, like for instance, in California, the Navy who has a base near us, uh, this doesn't allow it, even though it's federally legal. So I always say, well, if you're from the Navy, just don't even bother. It's not worth any kind of problem. And I often discuss people to if you're policemen or different people that have testing. But no, so the basic answer is no, you cannot get high. And I remind people too that we created it for my grandson when he was three turning four. And so believe me, it is safe and effective or we would not be giving it to him then and continuing to give it to him now. So just do not worry. Uh, unless you're under very special circumstances like being in the Navy or something, who just has no zero tolerance. Um, Other than that, do not worry about it. And you can also get yourself tested if you're concerned. The only time I've ever seen it come up on a test is like at pain clinics where they do super in-depth testing. And even then, any kind of knowledgeable person at a pain clinic or an employer 
they can recognize that, oh, you have some CBD or you've used a CBD topical range versus if you're smoking marijuana. And for instance, one test was a scale up to a thousand and the guy came in at 15. Um, and so I, actually the employer called me. And so many, many people understand those nuances now. So the basic answer is no, you can't get high. And if you're looking to get high or the properties of THC, then you do need to go to a dispensary and get your products there. So the answer is no. <laughs> oh, I know. I always have to talk. Sorry. <laughs> I knowledge in people's heads. Yeah, well, everyone looks at everything differently. That's for sure. Some people love the, uh, uh, they, they want to know what time it is, and they look at their watch, and some people want to know how that watch works. Some people want to take a test drive and punch that gas. Some people want to know how that carburetor fires. So, uh, but that's all the, the, the lot of specific information. Because look, CBD, cannabidiol, is made in our own bodies and under the name 2-AG, which is a really, really long word. And so they shortened it. It's also, cannabinoids are found in human breast milk along with other animals. It's found in kale. It's found in broccoli along with 25 other fruits and vegetables. So can you get high from CBD, cannabidiol? That's what CBD stands for. The answer is no. You cannot get high from CBD. It is non Psychoactive is the word that is used a lot. Uh, you can also say non-psychedelic. Um, you can say it won't get you stoned or high. And uh, you can use uh, non-psychotropic as well if you want to get real fancy and try and win a scramble uh, puzzle game. So that's the top question that we get a lot. Will I get high from CBD? The next question that we get uh, a lot uh, about CBD is um, what's the difference between CBD and hemp. And we can expand that between what's the difference between CBD, hemp, cannabis, and marijuana. And uh, I'll take the first swing at that one. So CBD, which stands for cannabidiol, comes from the cannabis plant. Now the cannabis plant has many different varieties. That's the name of the plant, cannabis. And one of those varieties in our country of the United States, we define it at 0.3% THC, a cannabis plant at 0.3% THC or below is called hemp. It's what we've been growing for hundreds of years on this continent. And uh, George Washington actually grew it and he grew it to fight off the British army, believe it or not. We brought some hemp seeds over from Asia and made gunpowder out of them. Uh, we also use it for ropes and sails and clothes and textiles. In fact, Thomas Jefferson even said, growing hemp and having hemp uh, as an agricultural product is a matter of national security because it's so useful in so many different ways. So that is what hemp is. And hemp is high in many cases in CBD. And so that's where CBD, which stands for cannabidiol, comes from. It comes from most, in most cases, most of the time, from the hemp plant, which is a variety of cannabis. And you can use it for industrial things like textiles and rope and clothes and paper and even batteries. Um, and you can also eat it as a dietary essential, as Dr. William Courtney's talked about. And you can also take it in an extracted form like our products at 101hemp.org um, for medicinal reasons or health concerns or issues or just staying healthy. Uh, and so the difference between um, CBD and hemp is that CBD comes from hemp. 
Hemp is a cannabis plant. And the other pl uh, cannabis plant that people ask about in our country is called marijuana, uh, which was a name they uh, made up in 1937 to pass the Marijuana Tax Act, uh, finding some slang term from Mexico to confuse and scare people to pass the bill. And they did it successfully. So they used the word marijuana to, in our country. It's in the books, legal term, to um, defines anything that's over 0.3% THC. And in many cases, like my mom alluded to, the THC levels can be anywhere from 20, 30, and even some cases 40% THCA um, in that plant. And that plant is what we call in this country marijuana. But it is all cannabis, whether it's hemp or marijuana, it's all the same plant. It's just a matter of how much THC is in the plant. And that THC is really the only um, psychoactive or part of the plant that will get you high. Now, here's a little fun fact. If you were to eat raw marijuana that was high in THCA, you would not get high either. Try asking your bud tender that one the next time you go to a dispensary. I would love to hear the answers from that. Anyone else want to weigh in on the common question we get, which is what's the difference between CBD, hemp, cannabis, and marijuana? I just have one quick comment, I promise. Um, just in general in America, I've discovered that the word cannabis in about 75 to 80 plus percent of people, to them cannabis means marijuana. And so even though technically hemp is a type of cannabis, just in our common language in America, cannabis is most people are talking about marijuana. So I often make that distinction uh, when people come into the shop or whatever, I'm talking to people that just to emphasize the word hemp because the word cannabis again too is not descriptive enough for people to realize, oh, it's both hemp and marijuana. People just think marijuana. So I'm always very careful to point out that it is hemp that our products are and that we focus on. I am just um, wanted to just tell you this right quick, um, Justin and Janet. Um, I, I have a suggestion too for us brand ambassadors. I found a actual um, a image um, that kind of breaks down um, the cannabis. And that's something that I feel that it's really hard to explain. It gets more scientific for people that don't know, you know, about cannabis and hemp and all that. They're just so, so confused out there. But I actually found the little um, image that has, you know, it has it says cannabis at the top, and it said it has two species, and then it takes the plant, and then it has a little line drawing species one, which is hemp, contains um, 20% plus CBD, contains less than 0.3% of THC, and then it has another line, and it has species two, which is the marijuana plant, contains 10% um, uh, plus uh, CBD contains more than 20% of THC. So I've been actually sharing that on my social media. And um, I even shared it with my friend whose mom um, actually has a consultation coming up with you, Janet. And uh, she was saying, oh my God, she was like, this makes it so much easier for me to understand. She was like, cause I'm just completely confused. Like, is it hemp? Is it marijuana? Is it, what is it? So it's basically just saying, hey, this is the plant and it has two species. This is this one side of the species. This is the second side of the species. So maybe we can get, you know, some type of imaging and we can share that on 101 CBD and 101 hemp. Uh, and Latara, we actually, do, so I have many, many PowerPoints and images and stuff I do when I give talks. And so, yes, I have one that just clearly, like, here's the four descriptors for hemp. Here's the four descriptors for marijuana. 
And when I used to, at the very beginning, when everybody had that question mm -hmm. here in California, I would describe it as two types of dogs. They're both dogs. One's a German Shepherd and one's a Poodle. And I was always kind of pointing to this side of the room for the hemp, my imaginary plants or whatever. Um, but uh -huh. yes, that's one reason, too, we wanted to add in some more of the brand ambassadors into this is because we can do more specific training. And I can also send some of that over to have uh, Kristen put it into the uh, information that's sent to brand ambassadors. Um, yeah, I, I think that would definitely be a great one to share because, you know, the world is changing and people are learning more about cannabis and they do have more common questions. So this is this is a great topic. And um, I, I wish more brand ambassadors was actually in the room right now. I uh, totally agree. Next, yeah, this is very interesting. Yeah, that maybe we can make that part of something they get rewarded for is attending this or, you know, reading it. And I'm also working on just having an actual uh, information like different PowerPoints or talks and then having them take a quiz at the end so that they can show that they have the basic knowledge. Janet, I really like that using, su suggesting that or comparing cannabis to dogs. Because that, to, to comment on what Latara just said, I run into that a lot, of, a lot of times when I'm explaining it to my, for instance, my mom's friends. And they just, they just can't grasp the concept that, that this is a dog and there are all these different types of dogs. And some of these dogs are high in CBD and really low in THC. And some of the dogs are really high in THC and not so high in CBD. And the, one, and the, and the dogs with high CBD, low THC, you can't get high with. They, they can't, I love that. I think that's a great comparison because it makes it, for some reason, people just can't get their head around the fact that there's more than one plant or more than one species within the cannabis, under the cannabis umbrella. It's because of what they've been taught, kind of what Justin has said. When you look at the, the term marijuana, that, that's the negative context. So for me, I think that it's definitely very important to highlight the difference between the, the subspecies within the plant, but definitely making the point that this is cannabis. This is it's not a marijuana plant, it's a cannabis plant. And the plant that you're working with is another species of cannabis plant, just as you have an apple. You have red apples, you have Granny Smith apples, you have, you know, um, there's, there's all types of different apples. You know, so people just have to understand that there's a variety and it's our duty to teach them, especially if we're going to be educators and leaders. We have to have to do our due, due diligence in teaching them the difference. And we can't just run with society's um, thought process and like, oh, well, this is what they just think. Well, it's our duty to, to guide them in the right direction. Um, me as a community leader, that's that's the role I take on. So I, I, I take on that task. That's wonderful. And again, too, our media so controls everybody's thinking. <laughs> and so again, too, sadly, though scientifically, hemp and, and marijuana both go under cannabis. It just seems like the cannabis has been kind of pushed over into meaning marijuana. And so that's why so often I have to explain that difference. And I think we all do, especially like we talk about Dan's talking about an older generation or just people that are totally unaware of it, that there is a difference. And so, no, it's a very basic topic. But again, too, obviously it's a huge topic that we still have a lot of information to clarify with people. Absolutely. And, and Darlene, you're on stage here as well. We're recording live the Miracle Plant podcast, where you find your Apple and Spotify podcasting. 
And, and I, I know, Darlene, you're a little new to the CBD game, or at least you're new to our CBDA game. Um, do you have some of these questions? Have these brought any clarity to you? Um, do you still have questions about the topics that we're talking about or a question along those lines? Hi, everybody. This is Darlene. I'm from Florida, the bipolar state, and I'm here to grow with y'all. Um, I've been in the CB state space since about 2019, and I came in late, and I heard y'all talking about testing positive and negative. And after six months of taking uh, CBD, I went to the doctors, and of course, I asked him, I said, when are you going to give me another um what do you call it, a test to see whether you're on drugs or whatever. And uh, he said, well, probably next month. I guess he was just trying to, you know, just throw that out there. But I said, I want you to give me one now. And then I laughed and I said, I bet you've never had anybody ask for a test. And um, anyways, that was funny. But I, he did give me a test. And next month when I went to the doctors, he told me it came back showing nothing was in it. So I'm, I'm sure that probably doesn't um, happen with everybody. I'm sure some people might show positive, but I didn't. And like I said, I just wanted to share that with y'all. Um, I- yeah, that's a great question. And, and, and I'm glad you were to share that because that was really where I was leading. That is the top three question. So that's number three. So you led into it perfectly. Um, will I fail a drug test? And like you just said and explained in your situation, um, you didn't test positive, but not all CBD is created equal. And so we need to make sure that you know how much THC is in your product. There's different types of products. There's these things called isolates, which if you think of the word isolate, means they isolate all of the CBD compound and it turns into this white powder from a green, beautiful plant. And it is just one single molecule of CBD. Uh, which has no other cannabinoids, no other flavonoids, no other terpenoids, um, no other chlorophyll, no other anything. It's just CBD. And so um, that is something that you can take um, with utmost confidence that you won't fail a drug test. Because unfortunately, um, even though cannabis is legal in uh, 30-some-odd states, um, it is still, uh, in many of those states considered something that can prevent you from getting a job or even losing a job. Uh, Some states are coming along quicker than others, like New York um, and other states out there in cities will not even allow you to test for it as an employer. So I applaud those efforts because as we all know, THC can stay in the fatty cells of the body for anywhere from, you know, weeks, in some cases, even months. So Um, Will you fail a drug test? It depends what kind of CBD and how much you're taking. Broad spectrum is the next one after isolate. Broad spectrum, they denature the plant and they cook off and play chemistry like Breaking Bad and eliminate uh, the THC. And uh, so then it's gonna have mostly CBD and maybe a few other cannabinoids in there. Depends on the extraction process or what type of chemical reactions they were using to the plant. And so that one, broad spectrum, is another one that, in theory, has other cannabinoids in there, um, but has really, really almost no THC in there. And so that's another one that people uh, I know 
have taken that uh, are concerned if they're like an air if they're an air force or in the military or airplane pilot the FAA is pretty strict about that and uh, so that's another one and then there's what's called full spectrum now that's a term that has a lot of definitions in my opinion nobody's federally regulating that term and the FDA has continued to drag its feet for very logical reasons as they always say follow the money and they have not as of yet had a clear pathway for a legal agricultural crop such as hemp to um, have us figure out a way that we can start making products just like we were with corn or soybeans or anything else right now they're they have not made a final just understanding framework for us to continue to make our products so they could be on the shelves of every grocery store across the country um, in a very legal fashion so that full spectrum um, what it technically means is that you've got like a full spectrum of light every color every shade of light is represented in a full spectrum so a full spectrum of cannabinoids and the cannabis or hemp plant would have every cannabinoid that that plant has every terpene every flavonoid every fatty acid every single part of that plant would be represented and for a true full spectrum the only way to truly have a full spectrum of cannabis is to consume the entire plant so that's what we make when we understand what full spectrum means which is we always say whole plant true full spectrum to get everything that this plant has created with inside of it unfortunately there are other um, it's not regulated and so there are companies out there that say full spectrum and really it's just one part th or you know a little bit of cbd and a little bit of thc and maybe a little bit of something else but it's just not regulated so um, if you do have full spectrum there is that up to 0.3 percent thc and if you take a whole bunch of it because you're fighting cancer there's a chance it could show up on a on a on a drug screen and like my mom alerted to earlier you can get your own drug screen at cvs for about 15 bucks and um and everyone has to make their priorities right what is your priority if you're fighting a life-threatening disease like cancer i'm pretty sure you don't really care if you come up a little hot on a thc scan um, if you're in a job where they do random drugs uh, testing um, my recommendation would be to best understand your employee's policy your employer's policy and the state's policies on THC testing they are coming along slowly but surely and not allowing states where recreational or adult use cannabis is legal for them to be testing for that cannabinoid THC in someone's system because you could have you know participated or taken some THC two weeks ago at a Leonard Skinner concert and taken a drug test or screen two weeks later and it's possible that that still would be in your system so that just doesn't make any sense not to mention when you're living in a state like california and you're walking down the street there's secondhand thc smoke everywhere you go even at a stoplight so that's those are the differences of whether or not you'll test hot or show up it certainly can i can count on one hand uh, over the five six years that i've been in this space I'm selling products as retail, wholesale, bulk, and international. 
where it has come up. Um, when something like that does come up, like I said, it's usually cancer or someone's taking an extremely high level of um, cannabinoids to uh, fight off what it is that they're fighting or um, it's a false positive. Uh, we see that a lot when they test again. Uh, it does not come back. And on the rare case where it does come back, um, we always stand behind our products. We have COAs on all of our products, as we suggest you do with all of the products that you consume to make sure they are third-party lab-tested and you understand exactly what it is is in there. And I would go one step further. I would say you should do, get lab testing on every apple you eat as well and every piece of lettuce and every restaurant you go to because people are so on to the lab test results in third party, which I think is great for hemp, but it's not even legal to use pesticides with hemp, but I think it's great. And I think you should take that mantra and pass it on to every single thing you put in your body. Because if you don't know what's on that plant or on that apple, then chances are there could be a whole bunch of heavy metals and a whole bunch of pesticides and a whole bunch of toxins that you just don't want. So I would encourage you as you're looking for that organic COA for the cannabis products that you consume, that you do that with the food that you eat. Uh, you know, Justin, I was gonna maybe dovetail off of that because I know another question that I get is, will this affect any other medicine that I'm taking right now? So after we solve this or answer this question, let's roll right into that because it kind of, it kind of is somewhat related. Absolutely. And I know my mom would probably love to weigh in on that one. Uh, you betcha. No, it's, it's another one of those top questions that we get. And so just a couple things to explain. And again, too, our company is CBDA and it's like cold extracted. So it remains CBDA, the form the plant makes itself. And then it also, um, just by that fact, makes it healthier in a sense. And then also when you use our recommended dosing where you put it under your tongue and leave it for the five to seven minutes, it enters your body sublingually by going through the membrane under your tongue directly into the sublingual gland, where then the blood flow is strong there, picks it up. And so it works much more quickly, goes quickly into the receptors in 20 to 40 minutes. And so then it's directly at the receptors. Uh, drug interactions happen in the liver. And so if you're like eating gummies or capsules, or if you are taking your CBD and just swallowing it within a minute or so, then you have to wait for it to go through your liver and stomach and then in into the liver uh, for any interaction even to happen. And the majority of interactions happening in the liver are between medications that are pharmaceuticals that are not natural things our body recognizes. Our bodies haven't evolved to recognize all the interesting pharmaceuticals in the different drugs people take. So almost like 90, some high 90% of any kind of interaction is one chemical in one medication and another chemical in another medication, or they have you on medications for those side effects. And so the raw plant CBDA is so close to like eating a salad or juicing something and drinking it, that there's just a very, very low chance of any sort that it's gonna have any kind of problem uh, in that liver and that liver interaction. Um, so again, too, the only research in that area was a study done by GW Pharma when they were developing their Epidiolex, which is like a one molecule synthetic copy of a uh, seizure medication. And they implied there was some issue with liver problems and all the other research shows not true. And it was also super high dosing of this synthetic 
uh, CBD. So again, too, there's no research out there in PubMed or anywhere showing any side effects or problems or drug interactions, uh, especially with the raw CBDA taken sublingually. And so we feel very, very confident in our product in terms of that not being a problem. Uh, as Americans, we're so used to being on drugs and watching for the side effects or going to the physician's desk reference. And for each drug out there, there's three or four pages of finely written little tiny things of all the side effects. So we're always looking for side effects. But that is not the case at all with especially the raw whole plant CBDA that we produce. It's just literally like eating a plant. And so I do not see side effects. I've not heard of side effects. We often joke that the side effects are your A1C will be better balanced, your blood pressure and cholesterol will be better balanced, you'll feel calmer and happier. I mean, literally, uh, the side effects are you will be healthier. And then again, too, as Justin mentioned earlier, the CBDA mimics a cannabinoid the body makes called 2AG, which is in every cell of the body. So literally, your body recognizes it instantly. Hemp's been around with our body. We've evolved together with the hemp plant, which is why we have receptors for it that we don't have for any other plant like ashwagandha or turmeric or whatever. Um, so it's an incredibly safe plant that our body recognizes, knows how to use, and therefore there's not side effects or bad interactions. And I do know that on the liver study that they, uh, fortunately, a lot of us got together in the hemp and, uh, community and we did our own study to debunk that crazy study where they were giving lab mice, you know, 10 times their weight <laughs> in CBD infusions and said, oh, for some reason their livers not seem to be working as well. Well, everything has an LD50 except cannabis. And an LD50 means if you take too much of it, you can die. Uh, and that even includes water. And so um, that was debunked. In fact, the, the, the mice that were in that study, he said they were sluggish. And so he euthanized them. So all, us in the hemp community decided like we all knew that was BS. And uh, that was like a shock jock kind of thing where somebody wanted to get, make some splash headlines for themselves. And so we did our own study, and that came out a few weeks ago showing uh, over a thousand uh, people were using CBD products and very clearly showed that there was no liver toxicity um, when it came to taking CBD. So, um, again, to answer your question about uh, interactions and drugs, you know, we live in a world, in our country at least, where you go to the doctor and they scratch out a prescription. So it's probably best to check with the doc, let him know that you're taking CBD, see what he has to say. If you listen to our podcast, uh, chances are you probably know more about the endocannabinoid system than he does because they don't teach it in medical school. But I will give a tip of the cap. There are medical doctors out there and many naturopaths that I have met on Clubhouse where we are broadcasting live the Miracle Plant podcast that uh, have gone back to school, have gotten certifications, in fact, we had a recent guest on who had written a book and all about the brain on cannabis. And um, so there are many people out there that are going to these conventions, these can meds, these no-cos that's coming up next month uh, to become experts and understand how this cannabis plant works with our body. And uh, but like we said, you can always make sure you check with your doctor and who knows, you might. One of the funniest things was since we've been around before the farm bill passed was that um, people would go to their doctor and ask, hey doc, I heard CBD works for pain or stress or sleep or whatever it is, what do you think? And the go-to line from you know the pharmaceutical reps, helped coach, 
uh, it was, well, there's just not enough research. You know, there's just not enough research. You know, double blind, placebo, peer reviewed, PubMed, all this stuff, right? Number one, that's completely false. You can go and look at hundreds and thousands of research that's been out there. And in fact, we've been using this plant medicinally for over 8,000 years, dating back to Oriental uh, medical books and journals. But we also found that um, when you do the research for yourself, um, over time, people weren't asking the doctor to say that line of, oh, there's not enough research. Um, now, enough people have been using CBD since it's been completely clearly legal since 2018. And they don't ask the doctor's opinion anymore. They go, hey, doc, I'm using CBD and I feel great. Or they go in and they get their blood work like Darlene was talking about. And the doc says, whoa, what did you change? What are you eating? What are you doing? Are you exercising? Did you, are you taking some other drugs? What is it? What's going on? You're, is this even the right report? Maybe we got it mixed up. And the, and the difference is, is that they're taking whole plant cannabis products. And um, we hear that story over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, Connie, who was on last week, talked about it. With her suspicious um, daughter, who was, uh, I believe, a nurse or a nurse practitioner, who would not get on board with CBD until she saw her mother's blood work. Uh, her mother is in her 70s and her daughter is in her 30s, I believe. And she's like, Mom, I believe. <laughs> I see it with my own eyes. Your blood work looks like you're my age. And so as far as drug interactions, yes, we live in a country that is all about, unfortunately, um, making money on off health care or sick care. And so we prescribe lots and lots and lots of, of pills. The average person who comes to us, uh, and another study that we were uh, a part of, was the average person that comes to a CBD or you know a good company uh, will take uh, will be on four pharmaceuticals on average. Of course, we see that number much much higher in many cases. But after taking the product consistently for 30 days, uh, they're on less than one prescription. Because again, cannabis, when it's consumed in its whole plant form, helps the body find homeostasis or balance. Other ways you can find homeostasis is by getting a good night's sleep, drinking plenty of clean water, eating a clean diet, being mindful, and exercise. So I hope that answers your question, Dan. Anyone else have anything to weigh in? I know we're running a little long here for the podcast, but uh, a little final comments. I'd be happy to... Uh, let you guys weigh in. I had a quick comment. Um, I'm so sorry. It's really quickly. I just wanted to let you guys know that after consistently using um, the, I think she's using the 3,200 milligram CBD um, from 101 CBD. <laughs> My aunt who was told in December of 2020 that she had three to six months to live because uh, the cancer had spread to her bones. Um, she she had a, a, a I think a bone scan done um, like last week and she just got the results yesterday. She called me and she said, "My doctor told me that they don't see any signs of cancer in my bones, and he doesn't understand why." She's getting a kick out of not telling him that she's been using the CBD. And I'm like, okay, that's that's your journey. That's how you want to do it because she's just like, I'm, this is the proof of what you guys have been saying. And I just want just wanted to share that. So literally, she was told she had three to six months to live, breast cancer for the third time, 
that the cancer had spread it to her bones. It was in her bone marrow, I believe. And she just got the report back that she's cancer free. There you go. That's awesome. And that's, and, and, and those kinds of stories are why we started the miracle plant podcast. And those kinds of stories are the reason that we're on a mission. And because we obviously created our product, trying to figure out a solution for our son who had severe autism uh, development. And um, when, and which was amazing, right? We find this plant, Dr. William Courtney talks about juicing it for cannabis. It makes sense with our holistic views of the whole plant, keeping it raw, local, organic, uh, and eating the plant. And, and our, our prayers were answered. We set up a little .org to help other families access to the same information, education, teach them how to grow in their backyard. But when we started seeing people come to us, first it was autoimmune diseases, fibromyalgia, uh, you know, neuropathy, rheumatoid arthritis. But when we started seeing people have that kind of story with cancer, that's what really changed the game for me personally. Um, I was just like, okay, this is nuts. Like, why doesn't everybody know this? And unfortunately, I think most of us know why everybody hasn't heard these stories, in our country at least. Um, you know, why wouldn't these stories be on billboards? Why aren't these, why isn't this common knowledge like aloe vera helps with sunburn? Why doesn't everybody know that when you take whole plant cannabis, that it shrinks tumors? Now you can listen to stories of how it's done it, or you can actually look at the research and you can go to pubmed.gov. Go ahead and search it. It's a fact. And unfortunately, we live in a country that is suppressing this information from getting out. And they have a system set up with the FDA and Big Pharma that we're supposed to do these billion dollar tests and all these kinds of things. Look, this is a plant, it's not a pharmaceutical. The Farm Bill clearly has made hemp legal in our country, just like apples and tomatoes and corn. And we'll just keep telling our story. We'll just keep sharing our message. We'll just keep having the Miracle Plant Podcast and helping educate people until everyone thinks of this miracle plant for what it is and what it can do to help our bodies help itself, uh, just like we think about aloe vera and sunburn. So with that being said, I do want to thank everybody for swinging by the Miracle Plant Podcast, listening to some of the most common questions that we get day after day, year after year, and I hope this answered some questions for you. If it didn't, then reach out to us. You can just go to the website, The Miracle Plant. .org and uh, reach out to us, send us an email or any of that good stuff. But again, we'll be here every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific, so you can ask your question just like you heard today. And at the end of every Miracle Plant podcast, we count to three and we scream out, heal the world, because that's what our mission is, to pay this forward for what this Miracle Plant did for my family and now paying it forward to families because there's people out there that are in dire need of a miracle. So on the count of three, let's say heal the world and welcome everyone. Come back next week for Miracle Plant Podcast, 10 a.m. Pacific Clubhouse, every single Saturday. One, two, three. Heal the world. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week at the Miracle Plant Podcast. Love you all. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. 
If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.